Hey everybody and welcome to the Better You podcast. My name of course is Ian Bickle. First and foremost, before we jump into this podcast, I want to apologise about my sound. I thought I was recording through this microphone here, which is great, but no, it, it switched to my headphones, so it makes me sound like I am in an aquarium or something like that, in the water, not just in an aquarium. Um, but it's great. Um, the great thing is Sean is mostly talking. This podcast is all about Sean, one of my clients who has come so far and I just wanted to share, we wanted to share his journey. So um, enjoy, enjoy the journey, enjoy the story. Um, again, huge thank you to Sean and I will catch you at the end. Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast. My favourite type of podcast as always is me sitting with people that I have helped or that have helped themselves, they have that. Um, Today I am joined with the wonderful Sean Courtney. So Sean, thank you for being here. Oh mate, it's a pleasure, always a pleasure. Yeah, I am really, really excited for this because Sean and I have been working together for several months now um, and you know these podcasts, these are designed to tell Sean's story, like everybody else who shares their story of where they were, what maybe got them there, and kind of for us to go off on little kind of tangents here and there that will, I guess, help everybody understand what kind of led you to the challenges that you were facing, and also like how the change that you've kind of went through is um, helping you from a personal perspective, professional one in all areas of life. So not just about like kind of weight loss, you know, Sean, we'll talk about that. You've done many of those sorts of programs and diets before in the past. We knew this had to be different. So we're here to kind of share that story. Perfect. Beautiful, man. So right over to you because I want to hear kind of where you were, mate. Well, before we're working together, what's been the story of this? So I had a little bit of sort of imposter syndrome, if you will. I, I never felt very good enough. Uh, um, I worked very closely at one point in my brother's business, uh, which was um, a social media company. And I always used to introduce him as the better looking version of 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 me, sort of the Tesco finest to down to the sort of Tesco basic and basic being me. Um, and that's when I started to network with you and, and got to meet you. And uh, you were quite quick on the, on, on the defense of don't, you know, don't, don't pull yourself down, you know, this sort of situation. I'm sure you're great in your own way, that sort of thing, which I always enjoyed the encouragement, but I did always sort of like hide under the shadow of, being ashamed of the person I am and the way I am and what what I've done in order to get through that, which for those that don't know, my journey through gaining weight was through um, a depression and giving up completely. But when I come through the back of that um, to realize that I've sort of created this, um, this version of me, I wasn't happy with it. I wasn't being able to go and play for a long period of time, football with my my grand my grandchildren. I wasn't being able to uh, do anything for a long time or walk anywhere for a long time without being uh, being out of breath. 
even to the point of sitting down and being on a Zoom meeting, you could always tell that I was struggling for breath or needed a minute to kind of get my breath, which wasn't a great place to be. And that's when, obviously, you reached out, my man. Yeah, man. Thank you for that. How long was that kind of low self-worth? Over what time course was that fostered within you? Was that from very early age? Yeah, so, I mean, with the with the sort of, like, um, feeling low, um, I think that came to me roughly, um, I say early, I'm about 25, um, I started to, you know, feel a little bit of depression, uh, started to feel like I wasn't really achieving anything, I wasn't being who I wanted to be, uh, felt like I let a lot of people down in my life, um, then came the loss of both my parents to cancer, a friend of mine who uh, lost who, who lost his life. Uh, all these things sort of spiralled into a um, a sense of depression, a sense of sort of self-worth. And, you know, maybe I, I could have helped more, maybe I could have done more, um, or maybe I could have been more if I would have done X, Y, and Z. But what happened is that I got to a point where um, I sort of gave up I didn't think I was uh, worth of any worth anything. I had a self worth meter, which which basically I I sort of noted it down to. Um, started to journal everything of how I felt, which in, in images as I used to draw in a little book, which is quite a, quite the dark images. But um, then obviously attempts on taking my own uh, my own life gets to gets you to the point where. Uh, you really do believe that people would be better off in this world if you wasn't in it. Um, now, luckily for me, uh, I've got a good support network, um, brothers, friends, my wife, my family, uh, always there to sort of uh, pull me up, pick me up. And as I got to the end of that sort of spiral, I realized that, you know, I needed to do something. Um so I did what everybody else did. I jumped on anything that was shiny, anything that was um, uh, glittery. If it had Robbie Williams was at one point introducing Weight Watchers and they changed their name to WW. Uh, and I thought, well, if Robbie can do it, I can do it. But then I didn't quite understand, you know, what what a, what a sin was, um, essentially, because... For me, I've been down a lot darker areas. Um, I didn't really feel comfortable shopping. I had anxiety when I went shopping because I wasn't sure whether or not I could have something. Um, and if I did eat something that I didn't think I was allowed, uh, I didn't tell it to the group. I didn't want to talk to the group about it in case of judgment. And then with the slim, slim, slimming world situation, which I jumped down on as well, having to stand on a a scale in front of everybody, uh, knowing that I either didn't gain any weight but stayed the same weight but didn't get any better uh, because I wasn't understanding of what I was doing or because I had anxiety, um, led to problems with me eating um, and either led to me overeating or not in order to just try and make a difference on way day, which wasn't a diet at all. And it had, didn't help with my depression or my mindset at all. Um, but that's really where my, my journey started.
when it came to like you know the the diets mm. um the the kind of more commercial stuff like the the weight watchers and the the slimming worlds um was there anything else that you'd also tried like kind of whether it's self-imposed or something else like another diet that maybe doesn't necessarily have the the commerciality of of those big brands yeah i mean i've tried i've tried all sorts of different diets i've tried uh juice just drinking just drinking shakes i've tried fasting i've tried um anything you can think of i have tried um and i found you know i was always hungry with the juices um I wasn't very good at sticking to the fasting. Um, and then once I started to eat, especially with the juices, once because I think you'd have a juice for breakfast um, and then you could have something for lunch or, or you'd, you'd have a juice for lunch and then you'd have like a main meal. And in the same with the fasting, when I, when I, when I started to fast, although it was great to start off with because you have an amazing, with the same with the juice, you have amazing quick loss. When it got to the point that I could eat, I find I wouldn't stop, and I'd find I'd go a bit too far, and I'd find I find myself um, getting a little bit um, carried away um, and not really sort of doing anything. Um, but because I was sticking to my juices or I was sticking to the time scales, you had that sense of well, why isn't it working? Uh, you know, you have that quick quick win, but then again you end up back off off the wagon and you find it and you find it difficult to sort of mentally deal with it. Um where I realized that my problem didn't really start with food. My my problem started with my mind, which is one of the things that I really benefited from coming with you on because quite early on in the session we look at why I want to diet or why I want to lose weight or why I want to get fit. I find it very amazing that when me and you talk we hardly mention the word diet we hardly speak about it it is it is just it's my journey to get to where i want to be and i think that's what makes the difference how long over or over what time frame have you been trying to just change the 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 outer shell of sean you know lose weight regain weight what time frame or we're looking at with that <laughs> well my wife is not too far away from the trajectory so let's be honest it's about it's been for the last seven to eight years that i have been trying to lose weight i have been trying to get back to where, where i was and i have steadily each year gained weight um i've gone from well i've gone at my heaviest, I was 22 and a half stone. At my absolute heaviest. Um, I introduced myself um, for the first time when I was 21 stone, 21 and a half stone, sorry, after losing a stone and then quickly gaining it back. Uh, and it was huge to think that what I weighed and what weighed the same as me at one point um, it's scary to think that the things that I've been through, such as I've had a heart attack and my weight is only going to add to me having another one. And the more weight I had would have been more detrimental to me coming out of another one. 
um, as the doctor quite bluntly told me, you're a lucky man, you have another one, you won't be. Um, but again, even leaving that, even leaving that hospital, anxiety kicks in, worry kicks in. I didn't know what to think. I didn't, I didn't have any focus at all. Um, and turned to food. Thank you. Um, obviously over this kind of eight year period of, of trying and almost failing and what how did that leave you feeling because as it said you'd get this initial um well i call it like diet euphoria where you assume everything's going swimmingly because you're seeing what is perceived as success which is the scale weight going down but the wheels fell off and you would not just regain that weight but gain a further amount of weight what did that make you feel like Again, I just feel like I was sort of letting myself down. Um, so you, you felt it was your fault. Yeah, I mean, you've got to look at you've got to look at where I was at the time. Um, depression was very much still key at that point, and it was like again, you've messed up. Again, you've let people down. Again, you're going to be, you know what I mean, gone, and it's not going to be. It's going to be your own fault. I didn't think at any point that I wasn't following the right thing or I wasn't doing the right thing. I just just felt like I was letting myself down. It was my fault. It Little was, man, uh, like a willpower discipline thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, as I say, the grandkids come around and play football. I take them to the field. Within a few seconds, I was sat down again. Um, you know they're running around having the time of their lives, but the one thing they're missing is me having that time with them and those memories. Um, you know when you th you think about my my eldest grandchildren are both seven years old. The first part of their sort of um, lives where they're riding the bikes or they're taking pictures and stuff. The person behind the camera was always me, because I wasn't able to run around with them. When it comes to the future or looking back, if you didn't do anything properly, do you think it would have just been a continuation on a of diet cycles, like on off? Um, and, and what do you think would be would have been the long term consequences if you just continued down that path? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, 100%. You know, I, I read articles about, um, you, you see them on the internet, you know, how, you know, Thor got his abs, etc. And, you, you you know, you start reading the one meal a day diet and the let's cut out everything and just have one meal a day or so many calories for one week and then so many calories for the next week and you can look like Tom Cruise. These these are the things that I was in and out of on a daily basis. And I mean, um, the amount of money I spent on magazines or supplements or something to try would have been, you know, phenomenal. And I could go to my cupboard right now and bring down a box of shakes that I tried from Boots, which cost me 80 pounds. Um, I didn't like the shakes, so it was a waste of time. 
uh, and I started it with all enthusiasm, but then dropped it. What would happen if I didn't start to lose some serious weight? What would have happened in the few months prior to meeting you? I don't think we'd be having this podcast because if you remember the conversation when we were first talking, I had that chest pain while we were talking. I had that sort of minute where I needed to go and get a drink and that sort of thing. So it's uh, it's interesting to think that essentially, um, I guess the outcome could have been I might not have been here. The um, all the magazines, the diets, the um, the shakes, the the adverts, the messages, like inundated. What did that like kind of leave you feeling with like all of these mixed things going on, and often those things kind of conflicting often with the next. Where where were you in terms of right? What do I do? How do I move forward with this? Because I've, you know, I've exhausted my library of things to try. Where, where were you? What was your thought pattern? I was so confused on what to do and where to go. Um, I, 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 I was like many other people. I'm sure that that were in my position. I just gave up. I just got to the point where it was, it was never going to work. You know, it affected my relationship. It affected my time with my children it affected my time with my grandchildren um i've got two lovely little dogs that um i've only recently started being able to take for longer walks and just to the field around the corner um but it affected their happiness because they love a walk um and if it was either too hot or if it was too far i needed a minute i needed to breathe i needed to have a drink of water or something to sort of get my breath back so it's 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 an eye-opening experience. Yeah, man. I, I want to kind of um, talk about so for those that are listening and don't know, and I will put a link in the show notes. Uh, I have a diet scorecard that I send, that and it's completely free to do, and it's just a great kind of way for me to have a conversation and go like where where are you right now? What is going on in your mind in regards to food and how you perceive yourself? Do you mind if we talk about that and I share those results? No, absolutely not. That'd be great. Brilliant. So Sean, and I have told Sean this, like Sean, Sean has experienced the lowest score on that card, but I just want to obviously highlight this because the transformation that I care about isn't necessarily the physical one. Like, you know, Sean has lost weight and we'll talk a little bit about that, but this is what makes what we're doing so fantastic is that is a byproduct of the work that we've actually done to him in relation to his relationship with food and himself. You know, he said earlier, he had a lot of, you said earlier, had a lot of self-worth issues and the way you spoke about yourself, the way you saw yourself. Um, and when Sean's uh, score came in, you know, we had a kind of an overall score, score of like 13%. And there was things like his body image was down at 10 and food behaviors, attitude towards food and the exercises all scored obviously every very low. So we knew 
that all of these things that you'd attempted had just left you further confused, further lost, stuck in this kind of metaphorical rut. When you took that scorecard, what was your first kind of impressions? When I took the scorecard, it was it was interesting because it started to ask questions that I didn't really quite, quite understand how it fit with your diet. Um, but it's, it's kind of an eye-opener because it, you, you sort of realise exactly how you feel. For instance, with your relationship with food, um, I, I think that was one of my lowest scores with your with the scorecard to start off with. And to find out that I was your all-time lowest, um, that's definitely that's definitely an eye opener and 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 a, and and a thought for worry, because, you know, I think from memory, I, I you know it was it, it it was sort of, I didn't really know what I was doing when I was shopping. I didn't. I had no idea what to buy, what not to buy. I, I didn't feel confident in just going into the shop and buying something and trying different foods and doing different things because. I didn't know what would do, what would be good, what wouldn't be good. Um, the scorecard kind of makes you think just not with your food, but with your, with what's going on with you mentally as well, with what's going on with your mind, with what's going on with your, you know, with your, with your image, how you feel about yourself. You ask some really, really important questions that you probably won't even have thought about asking yourself, not necessarily questions that you are scared of asking yourself, but more questions you probably wouldn't have thought about asking yourself. And it really does genuinely put a lot of stuff into perspective and starts you. I think really the scorecard is the start of your journey with you. I think the scorecard is the way of opening Pandora's box in that, if you will, because people like myself, we've closed that into a box. We don't want to discuss it. We don't want to know about it. We don't want to talk about it. We've got every excuse going in the book, you know, from, um it's not cost effective or uh that's a good one that's not cost effective to diet well it is i found that out along the way it's not you know cost effective to eat good food well it is it's just where you shut up um you know I, i'm gonna do it but i've got x y and z i do i work nights um that sort of thing my friend honestly it is it was it was the starting pistol of my race and I can now see the finish line, and I'm loving it. Yeah, and you know when, obviously, that came through, I was kind of speaking to you. I don't think I shared with you at the time. It was the lowest score, and I've had prior permission to this. I always ask permission as well, even <laughs> on the podcast, but, like, to share these scores. So, Sean is, I'm not kind of, you know, surprising Sean with, like, you know, like a deer in headlights on the on in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> but you know, Sean said, "Listen, he's a hundred percent going to be fully authentic and honest with what we've done, the process that we've went through to get him to the other side." You know, and um, asked him to to redo the kind of variation of the scorecard to look at how those areas have improved with himself. Um and the transformation there has been totally great, as you as you said. You know, you um now are eating a diet that you enjoy. You are going shopping and things like that. Before we kind of move on to that, 
by the way, again, I'll, I will say go to the, uh, the show notes and, and click on the, the scorecard link there if you do want to take it. Even if it is to just say you've got a great relationship with food, great. You know, everyone likes a little yes, no scorecard quiz thing. So, you know, even if you just have it for fun and you'll get a load of freebies off the back of that, but enough advertising of that right now. Back to Sean. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So what was it like working with myself? What was what was different? Um, yeah, man. Tell us a bit about that. What can I say? Working with Mr. Bickle. Well, first of all, off the bat, nice chap. I mean, straight away, you know you've got somebody that's going to hold you accountable, but he's also going to be there for you when you need to be. Um, I find working with you really, really intriguing because I realized that my journey started with my mind. That my mind and my body had to work at the same time, at the same place, and run this race together. A lot of the issues that I had previously was that my body wanted to lose weight, but my mind really wasn't there and ready to take that journey with it. Um, and understanding my my why, literally working out, why do I want to lose weight? Obviously, a lot of people will tell you, as I did when we very first met, I want to lose weight because I want to be healthier. Well, you know, I want to look better. I want to get into that suit in that shop that I've seen. I don't want the store people to look at me as if to say, I hope he doesn't ask if he's got this in our size because we don't stock it. It was more for me understanding that my wife, my kids, my dogs, I know I keep mentioning the dogs, um, you know, my brothers, you know, people around me um, all kind of want me around all kind of need me in some way or another i'm important part of the puzzle of their life i might get on their nerves from time to time for sure but understanding that gives you more empowerment to do what's needed to be done i found myself wanting to get that exercise in and i started simply i started by making sure i got 10,000 steps and I don't remember if you can remember I used to quite enjoy meeting you I got done my 10,000 steps and then them 10,000 steps got to 14 and 14 to 20 and I think I peaked at about 23 and a half thousand steps in one day but I found myself then actually getting that get up and go and wanting to go out and do stuff and it had nothing to do with losing weight it had something to do with the stuff that i knew i were missing out on and thanks to the mind change thanks to the understanding of the mindset um that basically helped me do it and you, you did that through something that i i recall as and i do it i, I call it facts over fad um as i say i have been through the valley of fad and got through the other side and had some amazing videos from some amazing celebrities to tell me that I could look like Captain America. And I don't know if you've all noticed whilst watching this, I haven't quite got to the Thor and Captain America look yet. But understanding that that's exactly what they are and they weren't designed to be a long-term fix. They were designed to be a quick fix to give you a result quick and then back to that yo-yo 
where you're back in there and you're trying to find the next big thing to work. It doesn't work. What works is understanding about food, understanding about your body, understanding about nutrition, understanding about the reason you're not happy with yourself and the why. It's a whole journey, my friend. And you take with some of the stuff that you do, um, like your, you know, your five pillars, your um, amazing, I don't want to give too much away, but your amazing stuff that you do, um, Dean Martini, uh, which sounds like I was going to have a drink with, with Ian, I'll be honest with you. Um, but the Dean Martini is, 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 is one of the most amazing things you're going to go through. Um, and right from the start, you get it. Whereas when I do things like Weight Watchers and things like, um, you know, Slim, Slim Fast, you get a thousand and one pamphlets and booklets and they tell you what you can, you can't cook. You feel like Gino DeCampo. I have fun with food now. I make dinosaur lettuce salads with, uh, you know, my grandkids. And, um, you know, they're, they're like, you know, little lad doesn't normally eat salad, but he, you know, you, you chomp it down because it looks like a dinosaur. You know, it's um, it's it's it's, it's just, it's just amazing, mate. It really is amazing to work with you. What um, what was your kind of your biggest? Uh, before we go on to that, like, did you always assume that in order for you to lose weight, you would have to purposely like diet or or do a thing? You know, and I always talk to clients about like this thing in quotation marks uh, because people are doing something and they either do yeah. it or not doing it. So did you always kind of have in your head that in order for you to lose weight, there had to be like a certain diet, whatever the name, whether it even had a name, but it was under the kind of it, it it always had conditions attached to what you ate or the exercise or movement that you did um just tell us a bit about that so i always knew that there would be in my head i always thought there'd be a usp somewhere down the line um you know when you start with certain places you've got the sins you've got your um you've got your fasting you've got your juicy shakes there's always there's always a USP that you've got to stick to. And when I very first came, apart from the fact that I, I've met you before uh, in, in, in networking, I knew you was a nice lad. I was waiting for that USP. Obviously, session one, okay, we're going to do this. Session two, okay, brilliant. Session three, there isn't a USP, is there? This isn't, this isn't going to come. I'm not going to get this this bickle bar that I need to eat in order to make sure that I've eat, taken the amount, right amount of cal calories or uh, uh, a bickle shake I'm going to have to buy to make sure that I, I've taken a meal out and changed it for this. That didn't happen. What happened was we sat down, we chatted about how I felt. You made me answer some really tough questions, um, which weirdly because of how great a person you are, I didn't feel like oh, they were intrusive to answer the questions. I always felt like 
there was a genuine want to help and a genuine need to to see the best part of uh, of me come out. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that's truly happened. Um, and I think that's that's unique in its own sense. The fact that there isn't, I don't think, I can't remember the last time we sat down and we started the, a call with, so let's talk about your diet. There is no wagon to fall off uh, when, 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 when I work with you because it's my wagon. I've created it. I put what I want on that wagon, you know. It's 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 going at my pace, you know. Um, and I think I can come off my wagon and go shopping and get back on my wagon with my shopping and crack on, but I can never fall off it because it's not somebody else's; it's mine. Love that, mate. Um... When it comes to working with me, what is it you've felt that I've given you, like, as a whole? Confidence and trust in myself. Um, self-belief and self-worth. Um, I guess it's a little bit hard, this one, to be honest with you, buddy, because... It's difficult to tell you that when I met you, I was still very, very dark. I was real in a very suicidal sort of state of mind. I was still going through um, anything and everything you can think of. I was visiting a virtual group called Overeaters Anonymous. Um, it's it's taken me away from thinking like I don't deserve to be on this earth. That's how deep it goes. Um, it's stopped me from thinking that I don't have anybody that needs me. It's made me believe in myself again. Um, and yeah, there's benefits, you know, I'm two and a half stone lighter. Of course there's benefits. Yesterday I celebrated a small win because I went up another notch on my belt. Um, but the biggest thing that, that, that has helped is that I believe in myself. I believe that with the company I've started, that I will one day do that full time. I believe that I will get to the size I want to be when the time's right for me, at the right time. And I'm still eating healthier and I'm still um, going out from, with my wife and I'm still not feeling bad if I go out with my wife and we go out for pizza. I don't feel bad. I feel like it's okay, you know, because I understand the facts of what I'm putting in my mouth. I understand the facts of what I'm, I'm, I'm going into, um, and what I'm, what I'm ordering. And the biggest thing is my body now tells me I'm full and I can hear it. Whereas before I couldn't, I ignored it and I'd overeat and overeat and overeat and overeat and overeat. I now know when I've had enough, um, and yeah, it's just almost life changing to a point, life saving. I, I want to reiterate, like everybody who's listening to this, they might have just heard and just kind of jumped onto the oh, "I've lost two and a half stone," you know, like 
16 kilos or, or 35 pounds or whatever. But like, it's not about that, you know, because Sean, you've probably done that before, but it's where that came from. And the, the attitude that you've got, there isn't this rigid mindset around food anymore. There's no right or wrong, good or bad. As he mentioned, there is no wagon or, you know, it's Sean's wagon that he can't fall off. And the, the, the big part of what we've been doing is developing that trust and confidence that you mentioned in yourself and in food again, you know, a big part of my service as a certified intuitive eating coach is giving people back the control. And as you said, it, it is back to over fad, but also there is redeveloping trust with your own personal intuition with which diets kind of get you take you away from because they have rules they have you know they have conditions whether it's tracking calories whether it's eating in a certain time whether it's you know having certain uh, points whether it's how many limited to how many sins whatever it is or self-imposed conditions eating good eating clean removing food groups, so on and so forth. None of that was shown. We have frameworks, we have principles, but the directions that we go are based on Sean, his mind, his experiences. There is no right or wrong way or case. There just is what is, uh, which gives people a sense of freedom that most people need in order to truly flourish rather than feel pressured like a, a diet usually would give. Um, I guess for like obviously coming towards the end now, you know, we mentioned the the physical stuff, okay? You know that you're telling us t-shirts are hanging off here and things like that. What does this mean for you know your wife, your children, your grandchildren? What have they gotten back? I think the biggest thing they've got back is me. Uh, and that's, that's you know, I used to be a very happy-go-lucky, um, jokey type person. It's in my persona to be that way. Um, but having that sort of, are we going to go to the park at the weekend? Um, and depending on how I felt, it'd be sort of, maybe not this weekend, maybe tomorrow. We'll just see, what, see whether it rains. And genuinely hoping that it rains. Um, to now just getting the bike, getting the football, going out and having fun, spending some time with uh, with the wife, reigniting um, my life again, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's worth its weight in gold, mate. Um, trust me, back when I was the way I was, I mean, you're talking 22, 22 and a half stone. Um, if I was worth my weight in gold, I'd have sold myself ages ago. Uh, it is. It is just absolutely amazing to think that I've uh, I've taken such a journey. Um, it's been amazing, mate. It really has. Uh, I can't thank you enough. My wife loves you. She thinks you're the best thing since sliced bread. Um, and that's the thing. It's 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 it's, it's this whole process has been like having a a call with a mate and just going through it and just feeling confident and just feeling it's that, it's that easy to do. It's that if I can do it, anyone can trust me. 
I appreciate it. And again, like going back to the hole that we felt that you were in, in terms of where you were with the relationships you had with food. And I think a lot of people create the self the belief that they can't do this. Um, you know, someone like Sean, who has, has come out of this, um, and this is why it's called Thrive. You know, I, I want to see clients not just make amazing progress during the program, but I want to set them up for life so that in one year's, five years, ten years' time, they've never ever even went near a sniff of a diet, you know, that they know exactly who they are and what they're doing um, because they are bigger than that. They are higher than that. They are better than that. And to the listeners right now, please, like, you are better than those things. Um, and it's starting to take, like, independency and doing things on your terms like we did with Sean. I just want to close with a couple of questions, if you don't mind, Sean. So, like, what does the future look like for you now, the big picture? So the big picture, things that I've done, let's 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 put it this way. I have um I've got that board, the dream board that I that I set up. Um uh, which for me I, I I I use a wonderful word. I use the word paranormal. And it's paranormal because I, I didn't believe it could happen. That's it. But now I've booked a holiday for me and my wife. We're going away just together for next year. The future looks like by the end of 2024, I will be my own boss running my own show. Um, and the kids are loving, loving me. I'm going to continue to lose weight. I'm going to continue to get fit. I'm going to continue to do more. I still go to the gym now. Six months ago, I, I joined a gym and never went. Uh, but now I enjoy going to the gym. I talk to people in the gym. I, I've been more sort of socially confident. I think moving forward, um, I'm only going to grow as a person. And that is genuinely thanks to you, my friend. I really, really appreciate that, man. And um, I guess uh, two more questions. The last one would be, uh, the second, the last one would be, what would you say to anybody that was kind of there on the fence thinking about approaching myself do it honestly the best the best slogan in the world is nikes just do it just do it um you're talking to somebody now who gave up on everything i'm talking life family being a business owner i was a yes man to everybody the confidence that i have got you know yes the results are there two and a half stone they're there but the biggest picture is the person that you become at the end of it is the person you deserve to be and I'm the person I deserve to be um warts and all I am the person I deserve to be um and for it I'm happier healthier fitter and my family are, are beneficial and my friends are beneficial beneficial of it um don't genuinely procrastinate um somebody asked me the other week which is really weird and i'll just share this with you quickly somebody asked me the other week um when it comes to investing in yourself ask yourself how much your life is worth if you have to open a wallet and pay for yourself how much are you worth because trust me 
to your friends, your family, your children, your dogs, your cats, whatever you're into, you're worth a million dollars and more. Um, and I didn't think, I just thought, I, you know, Ian's a nice guy, he's reached out, let's have a chat. Game changer, people. Just do it. You kind of answered my last question with uh, the most important question is like, you know, are you happy? Not not with a service, like, you know, I mean, just within yourself as as just Sean. I am. I am. I'd say I'm the business card of myself. I'm so happy to just kind of present myself and say this is me. You know, I'm I'm. Am I the size I want to be? No, but I'm happy in the size I am right now because I know where I'm going. And that's the difference. You know, I'm so happy with who I am. When my, when I put my clothes on, I go out in confidence. I am confident. This is this is the best version of me. I need somebody to go through. Absolutely. Listen, Sean, you've been an absolute star. I really appreciate um, all of the kind of information um, and insight there that you've shared in regards to this journey. And I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing you grow and blossom even further on your journey, like with any of my clients uh, beyond us working together. I always love to to keep tabs and, and keep in touch. And obviously I watch from afar just to, to see how you're doing. But man, I would just like to say a big, big thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing all of that. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. And that is it. I want to just say a huge, huge thank you once again to Sean. Um, what an amazing guy. What an amazing story. Um, as I mentioned in the podcast, um, as we mentioned, the diet scorecard in the show notes, please just go click. You get a load of freebies. You can just see where you're at at the moment. You know, whether it's even worth considering having a conversation with me. Um, if you are struggling with anything, if something's kind of hit home during off this conversation, just reach out and we can just have a conversation. You can catch me at ian at buildwithbickle.com. You can send us a message through my Facebook, Instagram, um, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, just Google Build With Bickle and you'll find us. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, share, all of that stuff and catch you soon. Goodbye.